What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. This is the Fight Club. First rule of Fight Club, go down and like and subscribe. Second rule of Fight Club is if you didn't do that, to go fuck yourself. But stay tuned and enjoy the show. Spark up, pour up, and enjoy it. This is Paul. Pick up when I'm concha, and I'm joined with. You already know, man. It's your boy Kev Waterboy. Well, I'm coming to you with the cleanest neck brace in the city in the county right now, man. And we talking the motherfucking Cannoneer versus Strickland UFC Vegas 66, I believe. Yes, sir. You hit it on the nail on the head. And no, listeners, Kev did not stumble upon Sedna Megamedoff in a back alley. He he got <laughs> injured. He got injured somewhere else. Nah, no cap, man. But nah, I I wouldn't be shocked if um the dude that he fought had had one had one of these at the end of the night because that guillotine looked tight. Definitely was locked in. <laughs> I mean, got him to tap and everything. Shit, we were gonna hop into the main card and co-main, uh, but let's just hit the prelims because we did talk some of them. Sedna Mega Medoff. You got the uh, guillotine chokes on uh Seto Cub Krokmanov. We both went Krokmanov here. We we should have known they're Mega Medoffs, even if they're not related to Habib. Just the last name alone carries some weight. And it was a good fight. Nice and even. I won't even say even. I thought Krokmanov was winning. He had a seven and a half minute control time. He was handling things on the ground, but he rolled one too many times and got caught in the guillotine. It'd be like that sometimes. And then the bigger one, we're both on Brian Battle. He's a, still a great upcoming contender at welterweight. Just a great guy to watch. But, man, did he get his ass whooped by Freck Rendendinoff, the gladiator. Two of the judges gave the scorecards 30-25 in a three-round fight. The other scorecard, 30-27. Everyone saw it as unanimous. I mean, it all was unanimous. Brian Battle had three significant strikes total. And uh, the gladiator had 14 minutes and 11-second control time. Seven of nine takedowns. Just, whoo. That's insane. We've been waiting for him to join the UFC since he's been part of the those Russian leagues and the uh, GC over there champion. But now that he's here and to do that to a UFC contender series or not to a uh, tough uh, winner who looked pretty damn promising, kind of shows like okay, we've been waiting for good reason. This guy's the real fucking deal. Then let's get into the main card. Shout out again, Amir Abazi. I told you he's a great BJJ fighter. He he was killing it, but he decided to show y'all he doesn't just have the BJJ background. Scores two knockdowns, and he finished it with a KO with his right hand to show you that he also has hands for days, and he isn't just a ground fighter. So like he's showing you that he is a legit problem at flyweight. Sixteen and one now, and don't be shocked when his name gets talked about for like interim title belts or something. Mm-hmm. I have to throw this Brian Battle fight on 10, 2, 10, 8 rounds. That's crazy. But let's get into these co-main event, main event, Kev. I'm going to let you talk to co-main first. You had your boy Armin Saryukian. You picked him. You was right. He won unanimous decision, all scorecards, 30-27 over Demir Ismagulov. I mean, Armin Saryukian's legit, Kev. Let me know. Come on, man. My dog is balling, man. I mean... This fight was interesting to me because for some reason I don't remember this. Let me go check my motherfucking notes. Zaruki and I, man, his takedown is still legit. He 
definitely could show that like the he, the range wasn't a problem. He can find his range and get you to the ground. But I think the coldest thing about this fight to me was after he won, he walks out the cage, puts the water in his mouth, and spits it up like Triple H. <laughs> and he was on his and he, it was such a clean. They had like a clean uh, video of it too, or like the UFC posted. And, it was just, and he's he like is embracing it. And he's talk, they're talking about he might be. He was so young when he fought Islam that, like, he still took him down. And, like, he's only been getting better. Like, he might slowly become the Islam stopper. Who knows? I'm, I, don't, I don't believe it, but I can see it. We'll see. Hey, he has, I mean, it takes a lot more than just takes down to stop Islam. So, like, we'll see if he continues to grow. But he had seven takedowns this fight in nine minutes and 25 seconds of control time. This man just did, he did what he does best. And I, I like him because he's not just someone that controls you. He does damage while he's on top. He'll throw elbows. He's uh, throwing punches. He's moving guard. He doesn't just get on top of you in this whole position and kind of stall around. It's like he's he's actually kind of actively looking for a finish. Consistent chain wrestling. That's what I, I that's why I loved him the first time I saw him fight, and that's why I'm a fan. And people are saying like the Patty hype job should be ended by Armin Zaryukian, both in the same weight class. I mean, I wouldn't be upset if they do it because it'll be kind of like the same push Abib got when he beat Conor McGregor. Like, you kind of have a better fighter that doesn't have the publicity. Well, have him beat a publicity star and make him your star. And it could happen with Zaryuki, and he is legit. I think he's top 10 fighter for years to come. Let's see, man. I hope he continues to go. He continues to make moves. And Isma Gulov coming off a split decision win over uh, Gutama Gassi which everyone thought he didn't win, and now he got an anonymous loss to Zaryukian. So it doesn't look good coming from a fighter who was 24-0, and 0, or no, 24, like 23-1 and 1 just uh, last year, and now he's 24-2. and 2. Then at main event, one of the closest main events we had in a while, and I can't even be upset with the scorecards, even though they were red the way they were red, split decision win for Jared Cannonier over Sean Strickland. Two judges gave Kanier 49-46. One judge gave Strickland 49-46. If you look at this, uh, this, the numbers, Strickland 157 total strikes, Kanier 141. Significant strikes, Strickland 152, Kanier's 141. To the head, 126 for Strickland, 57 for Kanier. To the body, 24 for Strickland, 60 for Kanier. 24 leg shots for Kanier, two for Strickland. Like, Kanier was doing his work on the body, doing some leg kicks, heavy-handed when he hit to the head. But Strickland being the volume striker was kind of, like, constantly tagging. He was throwing – he threw 400 fucking shots, all right? He threw a lot of fucking volume. And – it was just razor thin. I, I understand that like, people are upset about the judges. Like, how the fuck can two judges have a 49-46 and someone else have a 49-46 for the other guy? I can understand this fight. Like, if you thought Strickland won round one, you probably thought he won four rounds. But if you thought Kanier won the first round, you probably thought he won four rounds. That's how close it was. It's just however you thought you judge it. No, that I think this fight, this fight fucked me up because I was watching this and I was watching it. And I was like, I was watching it, and when I was listening, and then I just had a breakdown was going on. If Cannonier can stay, Rita said that I thought Cannonier was going to come through and knock him out. So he had to come through in the first, second, or third round and really come through and hit him with a shot. But Strickland stayed on his motherfucking feet. He 
stayed on his own. He stayed on his the outside. He never let Bird get in too close. And he made sure to just stay, keep the volume and keep the punches going. I did not think he could fight like that for five rounds straight, but that's what he did. And Kanye, he worked the body, worked the legs. He like he did a little bit of every. That's a different side of Kanye. I've I've never seen him throw so many leg kicks and work the body that way. He's always been a head hunter, big shot looker, and <clears throat> he kind of shown that like he can game plan for fights. And that's what I yeah. kind of like to see. Like this is a different game plan out of him. He said he said he came to um he's he's grown a lot since the Israel Adesanya fight. But my biggest thing about it is. Somebody said something to me that I was actually shocked Strickland lost when I saw the um, score because Strickland was pissed. Oh, he was mad. So, so he respected Kennedy and everything like that, but he was pissed. And this motherfucker, um, they said if Israel Adesanya had did what he did, they would have called it enough to win the fight. I'm not going to lie. I kind of could agree with that. Damn. I'm, I'm kind of speechless because that might be that might have been uh, that's you left me shell shocked like that that's that's true I think if Izzy would have put the same performance they probably would have edged to Izzy it would have been 49-46 all Izzy yep and, and this is it is bad because like Strickland lost to Piera by KO and now he's champ but no one gives a fuck that now he's champ it's like you're coming off of that loss and then now you lost to Canyon he's gonna be like a like he's gonna be ranked in like the seven to ten range after this fight and that was crazy because he was already like what a six he was top five or the beginning this year before he took the he didn't have to take Pierre a fight but he chose to he was like oh i'll just show the world that this motherfucker is not as good as people think he is and he's also just not afraid of anybody type mentality but i mean he went from a, a title contender area to now might have to fight his way back to the top i just find it kind of kind of shocking because like he was one of my favorite fighters. Do I think he won? I thought he won, but like I said, it was such a close fight. I see how Canyon won. I'm not upset with the scorecard whatsoever, but I'm just upset with now what Strickland's going to have to do to get back to where he was. I mean, it'd be like that, man. It happens. Somebody has to lose in one of these fights. And then, like, he's only 31, though. Canyon's 38. So, like, I don't really see Canyon being in this, in this um profession too much longer. Like, I don't know how many people are doing this at 42, 40, 43, 44. So, but Strickland's only 31. He still has, like, four years of, like, at least being decent in this league. And then last thing before we head out, I know it doesn't have to do with UFC Vegas 66, but it's just rumblings, and I, I tweeted about it on my personal page. Bryce Mitchell losing to Toporia. It was bad fashion. He was getting haymakered. He was all cut up. He got choked out to end it. Post-fight comments, there's a little video going around of Bryce Mitchell talking about, like, like you know, the, on a mic or whatever, and he was saying, like, it was just so bad, like, and he took, it, he didn't like it and all this stuff, and he, uh, he, he probably, he doesn't even see himself fighting again. Wow. And this is the same Bryce Mitchell that was just literally before that fight was talking about putting me and Volkanovski in a cage together and I'm going to win. And I'm a God's warrior, and I shall walk this path, and no man shall beat me. And, like, Temporia might have fucking dynamite in his hands if you could change Bryce Mitchell's whole attitude after a fight like that. That's crazy. I would have never guessed that. I would have not expected that. And, like, it also, it was post-fight. Some, like, Jan thought Ankalaev won post-fight. 
And a couple days later, he says, nah, I think it was a, a tie. So people changed their minds a lot after the fight. But it was just shocking to see that's uh, what, what uh, Bryce Mitchell saying all that. My boy got Arkansas is back. But this was the last card of the year, bro. This was a solid card. Definitely fun to watch. No, yeah, I was literally about to say that as I wrapped up. I was going to say, well, shout out to UFC for the whole year of fights they've given us. We won't be back talking UFC till January. I think 14th is the first UFC card. and uh, But we're going to be on a little break for all our UFC MMA fans. Do stay tuned for boxing episodes and uh, stay tuned for the NFL episodes. But UFC's been a hell of a ride. Can't wait to talk more fights next year with everybody. And uh, we won't be here to talk to y'all for the holidays. So Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah, and fucking Happy New Year's, everybody. Mother truckers. But... This has been Totally Blitz Podcast, The Fight Club. This was the last UFC card of the year, UFC Vegas 66, Strickland Cannon year. And we broke it down for y'all. This has been Paul Pickle, Wyndham Concha, the drunk gambler, joined with Kev Waterboy Savoy, the street enthusiast. And if y'all didn't know, but now y'all know, motherfuckers. Yeah, let him in, passing out the medicines. We've been on that rock star regimen, knowing that I'm heaven sent, higher than I ever been. I got a problem with being problematic. Get the light beam on me, ready for electrostatic. Don't you step into this box if you're not batting. Then my gang got tools.